Hi, my name is Eloise, and welcome to the Take Me to the World Musical Theatre Podcast, a podcast where I talk about musicals. On today's episode, which is episode 11, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the musical cabaret, but I'm going to do something that I haven't done before on this podcast, and I'm going to do a lengthy analysis on one musical, and I've chosen the musical cabaret. I'll get into the whys here in a second. So for every episode, I kind of let you know if there's going to be some spoilers ahead. Now, what I'm going to do for this series um, on cabaret is I'm not going to try to analyze everything in one episode because that would be insane. Today's episode isn't really going to contain a whole bunch of spoilers. I'm just going to kind of go over a little bit about the history of the musical and my experience with it. Not so much about the plot and the characters. But in the next few episodes, I'm going to be breaking down each of the scenes and the songs and talking about those. So definitely spoilers for the musical cabaret in the future episodes. This is a podcast where I sometimes swear because I get really excited and I might swear on this podcast because Cabaret fucking rules. It's a great musical. Uh, I should also mention too that Cabaret as a musical is an adult musical with adult themes and so it's not exactly appropriate for children or families. So as I'm talking about this musical you might want to listen if you haven't seen it and you've got kids to see if that's something your kids might be interested in. But I would say for those under 13, it's probably not going to be all that appealing. I'm coming at you as a complete Broadway musical theater enthusiast, but definitely not an expert. I don't have a degree in musical theater or in film or acting or anything like that. So please take what I say with a grain of salt. I'm analyzing this to my abilities, but I'm sure I'm probably going to miss things. As well, I'm going to mention right now that I'm going to be looking at the 1998 revival version of Cabaret. There's been several different versions of Cabaret performed and different changes in between each of them. So I'm looking at the 98 version. If you're interested, I'll have more information about that in a second. And finally, I always have resources for each podcast episode. So for this episode, I'll link to where you can listen to the cast recordings, where you can watch the movie and any film adaptations of Cabaret. You can find this by going to my blog, takemetotheworld.com. You click on the podcast category at the top of the page, you'll find resource pages for the past episodes. And this is also where you can get links to subscribe to the podcast on various platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple, and podcast.com right now. So I think that's all for the opening stuff. So let's get started. So doing an in-depth analysis of a musical is something that I kind of wanted to do for a little bit. If you're wondering why, let's go into detail. So why am I choosing Cabaret? So first of all, I am familiar with Cabaret. I've seen it a few times. It's one of my favorite musicals. And if I'm going to dive into a musical and try to analyze it, I want it to be one I'm familiar with and one I enjoy. Two, Cabaret is an interesting musical with a lot to say, but for as deep as it can get, it's also kind of fun and semi-camp. And I also feel, and I really hope that this stays true, that I can analyze cabaret or attempt to and still enjoy this musical. I'm not going to experience cabaret fatigue and never want to listen to the musical again when I'm done with these episodes. Third, cabaret is a highly regarded musical with an amazing score and great libretto. The stories and character characters are interesting, the staging, the costumes, lighting, the set design, all that kind of stuff. They're great. And every production of cabaret is obviously going to be a little bit different in some of these aspects, might vary a bit, but there's kind of a general theme the cabaret follows in those regards that's well utilized. And the last point is that cabaret has been around for over 50 years. The original production opened on Broadway in 1966, which means that you may have already seen this musical. And if you haven't, there's means available for you to watch this musical, which I'll talk about in a second. 
but I didn't want to try to analyze a brand new show that not many people have seen or have access to. It just didn't feel fair to talk about, you know, some obscure show that's, you know, too new or it's ran for a week and then closed or something like that. So now if you're one of the people that hasn't seen the musical cabaret and you want to do so before you continue on with this episode. And again, for this episode, I'm not going to be talking about the plot or anything that's going to be in the next couple episodes. But if you want to watch the musical, you've got a couple options. The best option is obviously to watch a live performance of the musical on stage. But right now I'm recording this in the year 2020. It's August. A lot of theaters are still closed because of Corona and all that and probably will remain so for a while. So I know this isn't necessarily possible right now, but if you're catching this episode in the future and theaters are back and open and you see there's a local community theater putting on cabaret where you live, go see it. But if that's not possible, there is a 1972 movie adaptation of cabaret. The movie is very different than the stage version and it's different than the 98 revival. You can watch the movie, you'll kind of get a sense about what the show is about. It's not like it's completely different characters and, and that sort of thing, but it, it is a different adaptation, and the movie's good in its own regards, but it's also very different than the stage show. You can watch it and you'll get an idea, but there's also going to be a few things where you might go, oh crap, that didn't happen in the movie, or that was different, or that kind of thing. For this podcast, I do not have the mental energy and strength to compare and contrast all the differences between every version of Cabaret, including the 1972 movie. That's not happening. Now, there is also a film stage version of the 1993 London Revival Cabaret. This is not exactly the same as the 98 version, but the 98 Broadway version of Broadway Revival, uh, a lot of that was kind of based on some of the things that were in the 93 London Revival. I would say this version is a little bit similar than similar to the 98 version than the 1972 movie adaptation. I'm going to link to this. It was filmed for a British television series. I think maybe if you're in the UK, you could probably find it on DVD somewhere. But I know just because of regional settings and stuff with DVD players, people didn't have those anymore, that it might not be possible. But some lovely chap has uploaded this to YouTube. Normally, I don't condone doing this kind of stuff, but if you're desperate, there's that option. So you'll find that on the resource page for episode 11 on the Take Me to the World blog. Cabaret is not a sung through musical. So a sung through musical is a musical that, kind of obvious, it's, it's sung through. There's no dialogue in between the songs, there's just singing. And what's great about sung through musicals, like for example, Hamilton or Les Mis, is you can listen to the cast recordings from the first song to the last song, and you can understand what is happening in the musical. You cannot do that for cabaret. And there are a lot of scenes in between the songs that are very important and help to sort of shape what the song is about, which I'll get into in past episodes. Like there's certain songs in the musical cabaret that you're probably familiar with, but if you haven't actually seen the show, you're not going to really understand what is going on with that song. This just means that you can't listen to the songs and know what's happening with the story. So you could go onto Wikipedia and just read it quick plot synopsis that they have there. But if you want to be hardcore, and this is something that I've done to make sure that the research that I'm doing for this podcast is correct, because it's been a while since I've seen this musical, and I can remember the songs, but not necessarily every scene and everything that happened in the scene, is you can rent a copy of the libretto. If you go to concordtheatricals.com, they are the licensing company for Cabaret and for several other musicals, you can rent for a two-week period a free copy of the libretto. It's only in browser, 
but that gives you access to basically the songs and lyrics, the dialogue, stage directions. They even have like some basic music accompaniment. I don't think it's for, you know, full orchestration, but you know, something like piano. Basically what this is, is it's a way if you are the director or, you know, somebody on the board of directors or whatnot with a theater company, and you're deciding you want to put on a musical and you don't know what to put on and you think maybe we should put on cabaret, you can rent the libretto and see would this be the right fit for your theater company or for your school or whoever, whatever you're putting this on for. Obviously, I don't own a theater. I'm not producing a musical or anything like that. Um, so that's why I'm only doing it for two weeks because the two-week period is like the free trial that you can read the libretto, get an idea if you want to put this on for your show. And then if you do, then you have to pay for the rights. So I'm not going to be paying for the rights for Cabaret because I'm not going to put it on. But I did kind of want to read through the libretto and try to remember, you know, everything that kind of happens in the scenes that I haven't seen for a couple of years. Because I think the last time I saw Cabaret was 2015. Now, you don't have to go hardcore and rent a free copy of the libretto for a couple of weeks. That's, you know, if, if you want, you can just listen to this podcast in the next two episodes. I will discuss in great length the plot of Cabaret, but if you don't want to know sort of the analysis behind Cabaret that I'm going to be doing and you want to see it first, those are your options. Now for this episode, I'm not going to get too much into the plot of Cabaret, but I'll give you a brief overview of the musical. Cabaret is a musical that's not sung through as mentioned before that takes place in a cabaret, hence the title, called the Kit Kat Club in Berlin, Germany. Now many of the scenes, though not all of them, take place here. The musical starts on New Year's Eve in 1929 and ends around April or maybe May of 1930. Now, if you don't know what a cabaret is, it's a type of entertainment that involves music, theater, dance, and drama. Cabarets have a master of ceremonies called an MC who acts as a host for the evening's entertainment. Now, cabarets can be geared for adult audiences, but they don't have to be. And they may also, but not always, if they're geared for more adult audiences, have elements of striptease, burlesque, and drag. Cabarets can take place in theaters and restaurants and nightclubs, casinos, kind of all over the place. Um, most cabarets serve drinks and often food. They've been around since the 15th century where they were popular in Paris, France, and then they branched out across Europe and then to other parts of the world. So like the plot, I'm not going to really discuss the characters in depth in this episode. I'll do that in another episode. But I do kind of want to briefly touch on the seven main characters of the show. So there's the MC, the Master of Ceremonies for the Kit Kat Club, simply just known as the MC. There is an American writer named Cliff Bradshaw who's just arrived in Berlin. A German man who Cliff meets on the train to Berlin named Ernst Ludwig. Uh, there's Fräulein Schneider, an older German lady who rents out rooms in her home. Cliff Bradshaw ends up renting a room from her. Harris Schultz, an older German man who is another tenant of Fräulein Schneider's. Fräulein Kost, a young German lady who also rents from Fräulein Schneider and Sally Bowles, who is a singer at the Kit Kat Club. There's also about 10 other performers, four male, six female at the Kit Kat Club. Some of the actors and actresses for these roles double in other roles of, you know, minor roles of sailors, customs officials, and party goers throughout the musical. So one of the things I wanted to talk about specifically for this first episode about Cabaret is the history of the musical Cabaret, which is actually kind of interesting, and there's several different variations on the Cabaret story. It starts in 1939 with a semi-autobiographical novel called Goodbye to Berlin by a British novelist named Christopher Isherwood. Now, Christopher Isherwood also wrote a novel called, uh, I think it was The Single Man or A Single Man, which was later turned to a movie 
with Colin Firth a number of years ago. I didn't realize it was the same author. But anyways, Goodbye to Berlin um, has also been published along with another work by Isha Wood called Mr. Norris Changes Norris Changes Trains in a 1945 collection known as The Berlin Stories. For clarity's sake, I have not read either of these stories, although I would like to. Now, the character of Sally Bowles, who is the singer in the nightclub, she was based on a real person named Jean Iris Ross Coburn, who Isherwood knew during his time in Berlin. He ended up living there for a few years in the 1930s and was probably inspired by the city to write these stories. Now, having a musical based on a real person or, you know, composite person and places and possibly events can lead to questions like, is this person the musical really like so-and-so in real life? And I don't know for sure. I think it's kind of best to see the characters in Cabaret as possibly inspired by rather than 100% just like these people in real life. And the character of Jean Iris Rose, Ross Coburn, from what I kind of understand from her, um, it's a little bit, she's, she is a little bit different than the character of Sally Bowles. They're not exactly the same person. Isherwood, he kind of led an interesting life, but I don't want to focus solely on him. I will say that the Berlin stories were adapted to a play called I'm a Camera by John Van Druten. The play opened on Broadway in, in 1951. It only ran for about 215 performances, but it got critical success, won two Tony Awards, and I believe a Drama Desk Award, and there was also a successful West End production of the play that ended in 1954. Then in 1955, there was a movie adaptation of I'm a Camera, starring Julie Harris, who was in the original Broadway cast for the play, Lawrence Harvey, and Shelley Winters. I have watched uh, I Am a Camera as the film version, not the play, obviously, because plays are shut down, theaters shut down, it's so sad. Um, I've, I've watched that, and it is very different than the musical Cabaret, and just as I'm not going to be comparing and contrasting every version of Cabaret for this podcast, I'm not going to be comparing and contrasting the movie I Am a Camera. If you want to check it out, you can. Just know it is... A little bit different than the musical. But in 1966, they made a musical adaptation of I Am a Camera done under the name Cabaret. The music was John Kander, lyrics by Frank Ebb. You may also recognize uh, they did the music and lyrics for the musical Chicago, and the book was by Joe Masteroff. Now, the original Broadway production had Joel Gray as the MC, Jill Haworth as Sally, Burt Convey as Cliff. It was directed by Harold Prince and the musical changed a number of things from the play, but it became a huge success. It won nine Tony Awards, including Best Musical and Best Score. After that, there was a national tour, and then a London production opened in the West End. Uh, that opened in the Palace Theatre, and it starred Barry Denon as the MC, Kevin Coulson as Cliff, and Dame Judi Dench as Sally Bowles. Fun fact for you. And then, like I said, there was a movie version, movie adaptation of Cabaret in 1972. It starred Liza Minnelli as... Sally Bowles, Michael York as Cliff, and Joel Grey, again, reprising the role of the MC. It was directed by legendary dancer, choreographer, and film director Bob Fosse. So the movie adaptation of Cabaret won eight Academy Awards. The movie is also in the U.S. film registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Obviously, there's several different versions of Cabaret, and there's been tons of productions around the world. There have been several revivals of Cabaret on the West End in London including in 1986, 1993, and 2012. And there have been several revivals of Cabaret on Broadway in 1987, 1998, and 2014. Now, some musicals only run on Broadway or the West End once, and they never make it back for a revival. Or if they do, it's like 50 years later. The fact Cabaret has had three revivals on both the West End 
and also on Broadway. Along with the original run is a testament, I think, to its cultural relevance. And I'm sure at some point there is going to be another revival of Cabaret on Broadway or on the West End. Because this is a musical that I think has a very kind of timeless quality to it. And it's got some important themes and that sort of thing. I imagine that in a few years we'll see another revival of Cabaret. Considering that the musical is set in 1929, 1930, I'm willing to bet there might be a revival in 2029, 2030. That would kind of be my guess. But as mentioned before, I am going to be looking at the 1998 Broadway revival Cabaret, which adapted elements of the 93 West End revival Cabaret. That revival, the West End revival in 93, was directed by Sam Mendes and starred Alan Cumming. Uh, for the 98 revival, Sam Mendes also acted as director along with Rob Marshall, who you may know as being the director for the movie Chicago. Rob Marshall was also the choreographer for the 98 revival. Now, the 98 revival cast had Alan Cumming reprising his role as the MC, along with Natasha Richardson as Sally Bowles, John Benjamin Hinckley as Cliff Bradshaw, Mary Louise Wilson as Fraulein Schneider, and Ron Rifkin as Herr Schultz. The 98 revival of Cabaret became the third longest running revival on Broadway and won to four Tony Awards. So it became very successful. And I will say that I believe the 2014 version Broadway revival and the 2016 London revival were based on this revival. I think they changed, they may have changed a few things, but not too much. Now I bring up the adaptation history of Cabaret and I didn't go into detail about every adaptation because that's impossible to bring up a point. Now there are many different adaptations of Cabaret and they're all a little bit different from each other. And as mentioned before, I haven't read the Goodbye to Berlin and I haven't seen the play I'm a Camera, though I did watch the movie. Those versions are very different from the musical Cabaret. For example, in the film, there's only a short, short scene that takes place at the Kit Kat Club, whereas pretty much a good chunk of Cabaret takes place at this venue. And some of the characters are the same in the movie and the musical, but some of them are a bit different. The story's a bit different, so I'm not comparing and contrasting these, like I said, but I did want to kind of share some of the history about this show. There's a lot of different adaptation versions of it, and if you're interested please check them out. Now, I also mention this because the fact that there's so many different versions of Cabaret means that my analysis on Cabaret is going to be incomplete. I will never be able to cover everything about every production of Cabaret that there has ever been, and I will never be able to cover aspects of the Berlin stories and I Am a Camera as well. This is one of the highest regarded musicals in theater, and I'm sure there have been post-secondary classes that have talked about this musical. I'm sure somebody's written a dissertation about Cabaret if they haven't. I'm sure they will, because there's a lot to discuss, and I'm going to miss things. This just is what it is. This is just a podcast from one person who loves musicals. I'm not an expert, like I said. I am going to miss things, so there you go. But I have to start somewhere. Now, finally for this episode, I figured I should talk a little bit about my own experience with this musical. Now, I first saw Cabaret at the Citadel Theatre in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, when I was about 16. I went knowing, like, absolutely nothing about this musical. I knew it was set in Berlin around the 1920s. I'd heard a couple songs from the show, many, mainly Money and a little bit of Welcome In, uh, which is the opening number, and then the title track, Cabaret, which I think is probably the most recognizable song from the show. But this wasn't a musical I was familiar with. I didn't know the plot or the characters from the musical. And this was a musical that fucking blew my mind away. Like, I just, I, I was like in shock and awe, and I instantly loved this show. Now, I don't want to get into the reasons why I enjoyed this musical so much, because it's a lot of spoiler alert, so we'll talk about that in the next episode. But needless to say, Cabaret did become one of my favorite musicals. I was in high school, and I actually convinced, I think I got a lot of friends, my friends at the time, into musicals. 
by like being like, we're listening to the cabaret soundtrack, cabaret. So in 2014, I took a trip to New York City with some friends and we found out that there was going to be a revival of cabaret on Broadway starring Alan Cumming, who had been in the 98 revival and the 93 Western revival as the MC, and he was reprising his role and starring Michelle Williams as Sally Bowles and we jumped at the chance to get tickets. That production was put on by the Roundabout Theatre Company, who also did the 98 revival. They have a great program called Hip Ticks for anyone who's 18 to 35. With the program, you can purchase up to two tickets for a select performance of their shows, and they do both musicals and plays for only $35. That's a great fucking deal to see a show on Broadway. And the revival on Broadway in 2014, like the 98 revival, was at the theater at Studio 54. The same Studio 54 that was the infamous disco club from the 1970s. It's now a Broadway theater. So that was kind of cool to see a show there. The theater also has a Tony Award in a glass display case. So that was really cool to see. If you're like a musical theater nerd, try to see a show there because it's really cool. The show Cabaret that my friends and I saw also had a lecture series afterwards where a couple members from the cast talked about the show. I stayed to watch that while two of my friends tried to get autographs at the stage door. I didn't realize there was a lecture series going on until it was announced kind of around the curtain call. So I don't remember much about it. I wasn't taking notes. I was on vacation. Now, I think the lecture series might have been part of the Hip Ticks program because they often have like different sort of events and stuff around that. Anyways, I, I just want to say that like if you're under 35 and you're going to New York City and there's, you know, theaters have reopened and you can see shows, definitely check out the Hip Ticks program from Roundabout Theater. So the last production of Cabaret that I've seen live was at the Mayfield Dinner Theater in Edmonton in 2015. And that one I saw with a, a, a group of people for a Yelp event. So they basically said, hey, there's a Yelp event. We're going to go see Cabaret the Musical. And I said, yes, I'm in because Cabaret is like one of my favorite shows. So I've seen Cabaret on stage three times. I've also seen the 72 film, but I do prefer the stage musical. I did watch that 93 film stage version of the West End production. And if it existed, I would like to watch the original 66 Broadway production just to kind of see what the differences are and all that sort of stuff. But I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't filmed to, you know, the way musicals can be filmed now. In any case, I've seen Cabaret a few times. Now, I'm one of those people that has a really hard time picking favorites on stuff. Picking my favorite musical of all time is really hard, but Cabaret is definitely up there for me. I'd say it's in my top five for sure. I've seen a lot of musicals in my life, both on stage and in film, and there are many musicals that I love. So please listen when I say the following. If I could recommend only one musical for people to watch, it would be Cabaret. Whether you love musicals or not, whether you've seen a ton of musicals or you haven't watched one, I believe Cabaret is a musical that every person should watch. I'm not saying you have to love Cabaret and think it's your favorite musical, but for me, I just can't understand how somebody can watch Cabaret and not get something from it. I will always, 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 always jump at the chance to see this musical, whether it's a professional production on Broadway or just a local production where I live. To me, Cabaret isn't just a fun piece of entertainment. Cabaret is a profound piece of art. And so we'll talk more about that aspect of Cabaret in future episodes as we discuss the plot and the characters for the show and kind of deep dive into that. For this episode, this is it. This was a little bit shorter than some of my past episodes, but I did kind of want to try to keep the plot and the characters and analyzing all of that stuff separate. So over the next couple episodes, possibly two to three, I'll be talking about plot in depth, you know, scenes and songs and the characters and the story. That's it for this episode. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. 
If you want to subscribe, check out takemetotheworld.com, click the podcast category, and you can find links to subscribe as well as the resources for the past episodes. So thanks very much for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.